celebrating our past, embracing our future. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of CFILE Talks. I am Pamela Ferguson, Vice President of CFILE. CFILE is marking its 25th anniversary under the theme, Celebrating Our Past, Embracing Our Future. To commemorate this period of growth and progress, we will be having a series of interviews with CFILE's founding principals and founding chairman. Today, we are having a conversation with Larry Gibson, one of the founding principals and former managing director of CFILE. Larry has an extensive resume, which includes his current position as Chief Operating Officer of Coral Isle Pension Services Limited, a Bermuda-based international pension management firm with operations in Bermuda, Cayman, and the Bahamas. Also a former managing director of Coots Corporate Services Limited, Mr. Gibson's career in finance has spanned more than 35 years and includes capital markets, wealth management, and an intensive involvement in legislation and policy affecting national economic issues. Larry Gibson was also a founding member of the Bahamas Financial Services Board, BFSB, the former chairman of the Securities Market Task Force, and a founding board member of the Bahamas International Stock Exchange, BISIX. Mr. Gibson is the second inductee into the College of the Bahamas Hall of Fame. He has served as the chairman of the Bahamas Development Bank, and he has held board positions on numerous private and public boards throughout his career. His interest in education has led him serving as chairman at both the Hopedale Center for Students with Special Needs and Gifts and St. Andrew's School. Larry currently serves on the board of Commonwealth Bank Limited. Larry began his career at CFAL in 1998 and has contributed significantly to the development and the establishment of CFAL during those formative years. Welcome, Larry. It's a pleasure to have this conversation with you. So let's just get started. Larry, in 1997, the year CFAL was started, gas price was around $1.99 per gallon. Equity trades were done via the over-the-counter market, and BISICs didn't even exist. So tell us, Larry, what else about the economy or the capital markets in the Bahamas do you remember during CFAL's first year in business? Well, Pam, the first thing I want to say is that that was an extremely exciting time, um, exciting in, in, in many, many ways uh, for, for the Bahamas. And um, I remember it was also a time where we had a unique value-added proposition. And it was alternative financing for businesses mm -hmm. um, before businesses really just raised capital uh, through bank loans. And I guess, you know, there is an exciting, maybe sexier word now. They call them disruptors. <laughs> but in our own ways, we were early disruptors mm -hmm. in that we were able to come in with a solution that was totally different and allowed companies greater flexibility mm -hmm. um, in terms of, of, of their growth. So I would say it was really an exciting and pioneering time. Mm 
Um, you served on the 2012 Tax Force for Pension Legislation, and I know you have a keen interest for pension management and pension education. How has the pension sector evolved over the last 25 years? Well, the pension sector has evolved significantly. Uh, firstly, I think if you look, the participation rates would be wider. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, um, that's a common part of employee benefits now um, in the workforce generally. Before, you would find maybe just the financial sector companies had, private companies had pensions, and then you had the the government. Mm-hmm. But now most firms have had pensions. That's number one. Number two, it forms a very, very important safety net mm-hmm. in that um, for most people now, their pensions are their only tangible source of savings mm-hmm. when they reach retirement age. The age when they don't have the certainty of a regular paycheck, whatever that cadence may be, whether it's weekly, monthly, bi-monthly, or, or what have you. So that's important to the stability of countries as well. If, if you look at most mature countries, um, pension savings tend to be, a, a country is... Uh, by the World Bank defined as having a mature pension system when I think pensions are somewhere around uh, 60 plus percent of GDP. Mm-hmm. If you look in, in, in the Caribbean, that number is, you know, somewhere between 20 to 40 percent. The Bahamas hovering around that 20 percent, which is really far too low. Because what it means is that there's a tremendous burden on future governments to support all of these people who did not, for whatever reason, uh, fund a pension themselves or through their employer. So to date, we still don't have pension legislation. And if you could encourage the government, what would you say to them today to uh, make pension legislation law? You know, Pam, this has been a, a great personal frustration uh, for me. Uh, successive governments, uh, I think they understand the need, they understand mm-hmm. the argument, um, but they're also the culprits in, 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 very, um, in most instances. And I think if, if you take the Bahamas, the biggest... Um, and I want to be careful with my words, but if you look at government entities, they're the biggest problem areas. I think mm-hmm. it, it's difficult for the government to say to the private sector, we need and we want to implement a pension regime when just about every government corporation is underfunded or not funded at all. And some of them really go from the disappointing to almost the criminal in, in, mm. in, 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 in that regard. But um, it, it's so important, and, uh, you, you know, my prayer is that at, at some point we'll have a cadre of politicians who are going to step mm. up and put on their big boy pants and say, 
We need to get this done. We need to get this done. I agree totally. So, Larry, they say that timing is integral to every successful company. And in my opinion, you, along with the other two founding principals, seem to have gotten it right. What made you decide to join forces with Anthony Ferguson and Kenwood Kerr to start CFAL? Well, well, firstly, we, we, we were all friends and compatriots in a, mm-hmm. in a similar space, in a similar mm-hmm. industry. We all came out of the, um, that we were that, I would say that second wave of, of investment people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the first wave would have been people like, and, um, and we often forget these two in particular, uh, Peter Gilkut, Pat mm-hmm. Cash. Okay. Those guys went to university and they came back in the 70s. They were the first generation. They worked at um, Roy Weston, I guess. But they were too radical for their time. <laughs> These brothers would go to work and they would put on their, their shiki and their sandals. <laughs> for, the type, for the type work we do. Um, and you, you, you got to bear in mind, too. This was at the time, you know, when I first started, people that looked like me, mm-hmm. we didn't get to see clients. We could have done all the work, and I see you shaking your head, <laughs> and you're a lot younger than me. Yeah. But we did all the work in the background, mm-hmm. okay? So you, you, had, you had people like, um, people like um, Peter and, and Pat Cash. Then you had Eve, who was the first. Um, yes. Uh, CFA, mm-hmm. and but she went into the academic route. She started mm-hmm. at Roy West too, mm-hmm. but she she went the academic route. And and there are many names. I mean, don't forget uh, Michael Lightburn, who became deputy governor. You had uh, Julian um, Julian Brown, mm-hmm. who was running several successful businesses today. There, there was a first. You know, and, and there there were many. The the problem when you start naming names, invariably you forget somebody important. So I'm very mindful of that. So for us, this was only a natural. Mm-hmm. Ken and Tony crossed over the same time at Roy West. Me and Tony worked at McDermott International. Mm-hmm. So, but we all knew each other. We all came out of um, that Roy West uh, type experience. So. Um, it, it was really easy. It wasn't a, a difficult because we had a passion. We had a common vision. We were young. We were talented. We were qualified. We just needed the opportunity. Yes. And, um, you know, even if you take Mark Olavesco, who was the second CFA, uh, Bahamian CFA, I think I was the third. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark even had his challenges, and he had benefits that we didn't have. Uh, he had access that we wouldn't have had. You know, I always believed growing up in the industry um, that finance was a white man's profession. You didn't see many um, black persons in it, much less black women. I mean, so you didn't see um, a lot of those. So I really commend um, you, Larry, and... Anthony for making that bold step that that was that was aggressive and bold to even think that you can do it and, and step exactly. out on that and on that limb and actually did it 
um, that's know, to be commended. And, and, and there are lots of parallels. Think about it. We were like the, the early Bahamian accountants of the, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it was the 60s, 70s, um, where you had qualified Bahamians. I mean, you go back and read it's the Basil Sands, the Clifford Culmer, the Frankie Wilsons, whatever, whatever. We were like that yeah. in mm-hmm. our sector. You know, I, I had a colleague, um, we were very close, very bright. And, you know, she would say, well, you know, my, my granddaddy was the president of Woolworth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she was a, an American married to a Bahamian. And, you know, I, that was impossible dream for people like us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we now advance this and we conquered, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. conquered this. Many persons said, like me are glad that you did it. Yeah. So did we have the same opportunity said no? And this was an opportunity to create, to create an opportunity mm-hmm. set to, to go out and do it. So, yeah, people look back today and say, man, that was a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, we were young nationalistic Bahamians who believe we had we were just as smart, just as competent, just as trained, just as qualified as anybody else. I agree. You know and I and I like that that you, you say that and I like that that you pushed that while at CFAL to make us when we came up to believe that, you know, you can do it. You can do it if you work hard and put your minds to do it. You can do it. Irrespective of your gender or your race, you can do it. Oh, absolutely. And at least we were forcing a, a foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody, everybody didn't readily accept us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were forced to reckon with and people respected us and, yeah. and, 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 and that grew from there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. So they say successful companies are born out of the desire to solve a problem. What problem were you and the other founding uh, principles of CFAL intending to solve? Fundraising. Um, we allowed, and those early companies that we represented, and, you know, the downside is that people bash and criticize BISIC so much mm-hmm. and saying, look, 20 years later, there's only 19 companies or what have you. But look at the other side of it. For those 19 companies, they may not exist today. They may not be as large or successful if we did not come in and was able to solve a solution uh, for them, to bring creative ideas. I mean... Uh, just things like what they commonly use now, they issue equity, they mm-hmm. issue bonds, preferences, and stuff like that. That option was not there, okay? So, yeah, we, we, we solved a, a huge, huge issue, and that was the more exciting part of it, but also on the pension side of it, too. You look at the growth in pension assets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, today pension assets are 20, 25% of GDP. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay? Um, they were nowhere near that 25 years ago. So to say that we were, to say that we weren't part of something that was extremely successful, I think would be 
greatly un unfair to say that, um, yes, you know, we should have had maybe 100 companies in our capital markets by now, but we don't. But I think we were very, very successful in what we did. I agree totally, Ms. Bell. Yeah. So what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your leadership role at CFAL? Look, just to see how the entity has grown, what it is today, it, it's, 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 it's a beacon in, 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 um, in, in that space. Not only that, it, it has contributed. Um, all of us, like Martin Luther King said, all of us who started the journey are not there today. But mm -hmm. we've also created additional organizations yeah. that are big. There's now a Providence Advisors. There's now uh, CG Atlantic. Yes. There's mm -hmm. now Leno. There's now... Um, so, no. Um, very, very powerful and very, very meaningful uh, contribution to to the development of the Bahamas, the Bahamas uh, financial sector, and the indigenization of Bahamians in a meaningful role. Yes. Mm -hmm. We cannot overlook or underestimate or underplay this, that, that social impact that we've made mm -hmm. in that anybody, regardless of your background, uh, who your parents were or what have you, can be a portfolio manager. Uh, could be an investment analyst, can be all sorts of things, that those mindsets it just, uh, it, it just couldn't happen. Yeah. You know, I contrast the exposure where I said, I mean, right now I'm talking to you from a different country yeah. where I'm the <laughs> boss. Yes. Uh, okay, you know, and I always remember I had conversations with my late father, and he would say, "Look, when I came out of school, you 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 work for government, you be a teacher, you go into construction, or you go into hotel sector. Boom, that was it. Now, me, my kids, we could do anything we want. Anything, yeah. Anything, yeah. So and I, is like that I said, it is. And like I said before, I'm grateful to for you guys for really paving the way in the financial services industry so people like me and other Bahamians can, like you say, have a job as a portfolio manager, have a job as a trader, as a research analyst, never before known um, prior to you guys um, um, taking that leap of faith. It's no, and, 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 and it, 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 it's such a thing, and it, I'm so proud of, of that aspect. Um, you know, even professionally, the fact that I'm even on your show, we're competitors. <laughs> but, but we have a maturity beyond that. Exactly. And, and even in, in our professional life where we come across each other, there, there's some instances where you have the account and I may be on the board or vice versa or what have you. I'm always there to support you because I understand the big picture and I understand yeah. what it is we're doing. Yeah. And yeah. even in being competitors, we try not to be too critical because there's a bigger picture. I agree. I don't know if you remember, but when I was at university, I was doing my thesis.
on developing the capital markets in the Bahamas. And I had to interview someone in the capital markets who was much involved in it. And I interviewed you. That's before Whoa. I even met up with you at C5. <laughs> I always remember. Right. I don't remember how I got into contact with you. But even from way back then, you know, you had an impact. And that's why I say I'm so grateful um, to you. And that's you why know. deciding to bring you on this show uh, to celebrate our 25th um, anniversary was a no-brainer. Right. Um, Pam, actually, I, 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 I didn't actually recall that, but I, <laughs> I knew that you remember back in the day when you wanted to take the, the, the CFA, you had to get somebody to, to do mm-hmm. a reference mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I had an open door sign. Mm-hmm. People I met for the first time, they would call me up and say, look, I want your behavior, come. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, I, I, yeah, I, I did a lot of that. So yes. um, you make me even proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> and I have that, I still have that paper at home. I have that, that thesis paper at home. I, I kind of kept it in a safe place, always looking back in that. That was probably, I mean, 19, what? I, I'm aging myself now. <laughs> yeah, 19, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 96, I think, so way back then. <laughs> Do you do you still have it electronically? No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. please, please scan it and, and send me a PDF. I will. I okay. will. I will. Now that's so, a promise. <laughs> so what advice, Larry, would you give to someone considering starting a business partnership similar to what you and the other two founding principles of CFAL started? Yeah, actually, I, I find that conversation very interesting. Um, and... I'll, I'll share a personal uh, conversation that I had, and it was um, when we, I guess, did a launch and had our first press conference, and we were uh, we we had a, I guess, an announcement or what have you in in the newspaper. Um, Frankie Wilson, now Sir Franklin Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, he actually called me. And I would never forget that conversation. He said, uh, Larry, you don't know how proud I am of what um, you guys are attempting to do. It's so needed, and it gives parallel to what a group of us did 25 or 30 years uh, earlier, and he said, I want you guys to succeed. He said, there is one thing. He said, I've been part of similar movements before. He said, I really, the key to success is that I need you all to find a way where this makes sense for everybody. Mm-hmm. Whereas the arrangement can make sense for everybody mm-hmm. five years, ten years down the line. Mm-hmm. That's number one. It has to make sense for everybody. Number two, he says it's get complicated because in the early days, you're not able to carry yourself. So you need mm-hmm. a big partner or what have you. And very often they don't share your vision. You're out there making it happen, but you need to pay the bills. You got rent, you got that. (laughs) And he said, I just hope it could be different for you all because it's been 
um, I've been a part of so many things where you, you couldn't get over that hurdle. And uh, one regret I have was that it, at some point it didn't make sense for everybody at the same mm -hmm. level. Hence, um, people went in different directions. But that's the big advice. You need to make sure you could find a structure where it would make sense for everybody over the long term. Mm -hmm. And that was advice I got uh, from uh, Sir Franklin, and it, it, it was so true. And, yeah. and um, that's, you know, I think in my mind that would be one of Sir Franklin's greatest legacies to me, mm -hmm. and that perhaps would be uh, my greatest legacy in that let's ensure that we can advise and uh, create structures where it makes sense for everybody over the long term. Yeah, good advice. Good advice. Yeah. So, Larry, what are you doing now, and how have you continued your legacy in the financial services industry? Yeah, well, uh, you know, um, if I had hair, I would say you would see the gray hairs now. <laughs> and, uh, I got a little bit of a goatee, and it's white. But I guess, you know, what I'm doing now is that um, I, I work for a large regional insurer that has uh, extensive growth opportunities within the Caribbean. Where I sit now is sort of also was a part of our dream, not just to mm -hmm. develop and be a big player in the Bahamas, but to be a regional player and see where it goes <laughs> Where it goes from there. So I work for a company that has uh, an insurance company. I'm in charge of their pension business, their total in pension business at head office level. Mm -hmm. And we're expanding rapidly within the, the whole Caribbean. We look at ourselves as a pan-Caribbean where we deliver different products and what have you. And on the pension side, that's, I'm continuing that mantra. Um, right now, we're in six different countries, and we will be closing a, an acquisition in the next couple months subject to, you know, to regulatory approvals mm -hmm. where we would have a footprint in 19 Caribbean countries. So that's what I'm doing. I'm taking this that's pension. Awesome. Right. Um, multinational uh, mm -hmm. within the region. That's awesome. So that's what I'm doing today. So what would you say would be your legacy? That, that's, 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 a very, that's a very good uh, question. I would like to think that, uh, A, I would have been a role model and I would have aspired many Bahamians whose achievement will be far greater than my personal achievement. Um, so that's that's number one. I I hope I would um, have caused a lot of people throughout my work throughout the years to really take charge, better charge of their finances, and put themselves in a better financial position, so that more people like us could build wealth and. Um, leave uh, 
this whole concept of generational wealth mm-hmm. among black people, people yeah. like us, mm-hmm. um, those sort of things so that, you know, in the future, 20, 30, 50 years from now, this whole notion of young indigenous uh, um, people they can they too can achieve success and build a legacy in in their various uh, communities across different jurisdictions and you know it, it isn't just about build, when I say wealth I'm looking at that more holistically I, no the idea is not uh, wealth is not just millionaires it's, mm-hmm. it's people who are self-sufficient, people who are healthy, people who are making a positive mm-hmm. uh, contribution to their society. And that's what I would like my legacy to be. Um, uh, how close I am or how far <laughs> away I am, it'll be for people like you to judge. Well, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Thank you. Thank you because you have had, had a positive impact. Um, on my life and Larry we have come to the end of another episode of CFILE Talks so thank you so much for contributing to this 25th anniversary special episode thank you audience for tuning in if you enjoy this podcast episode please send us a note at info at cfile.com or visit our website at www.cfile.com and show your support thank you CFILE for sponsoring this episode until next time